Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. My name is Steve Durr, and I will be your host this week. Today is January 23. Um, and if you've been joining us for the past month, we started in January, kind of a slow trip through the book of Matthew. Um, a couple weeks ago, Kim was on here, and she referred to it as a slow roll. We're going to take from January to July to go through um, all of Matthew. So we're looking at little chunks of time. So and some of our passages this week will be like literally two verses long. But um, as a chance for us just to really dig into the, the Gospel of Matthew and what we can learn about Jesus through that. Um, this week, we're going to kind of start out um, the part, uh, the first part of the Sermon on the Mount. For those of you who are not aware of that, um, Matthew 5 through 7 um, is the Sermon on the Mount. And that's kind of Jesus, probably his most famous uh, teaching. A lot of the things that you maybe have heard Jesus teach before are found in these couple of chapters. So hopefully uh, what we talk about will be familiar to you. Um, as a reminder, if you haven't listened, I uh, haven't read the scripture yet for today, today is Matthew 5. 17 through 20. Um, go ahead and pause this now and, and take a minute to read that. It's only a few verses, so it shouldn't take you long. And then uh, start the, the recording back up and um, see what we have to say and how that compares to what you heard uh, from the Spirit as you read through it. I am joined this week um, with Michelle Achterhoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've, um, I pronounced it incorrectly before we recorded, so um, if you exaggerate like that, then we get it. So, um, Michelle and um, her family have been coming to, pro uh, to Victory Point for a little while, um, but Michelle, why don't you kind of just introduce yourself? Yeah, so we have been coming to Victory Point for, it'll be about a year in February, um, March, we moved, my husband is a native of Holland, Triad, um, but we moved to Holland um, summer of 2019 um, from Colorado. So we lived there for a decade um, and moved here when our kiddos were starting school. Um, felt that God had really brought us back to West Michigan. Okay. Um, we told him if our kids got into this school, then we would move back. And lo and behold, here we are. All right. Um, so we have three little kiddos. Um Emery, Brooks, and Ryland, um, who keep us very busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's their job, to keep you guys busy. Mm -hmm. um, so, question, what's better, mountains or lake? Ugh, they are equal, and that's okay. the problem. Yeah. When you're in the mountains, we don't have a ton of water, and yeah. when we are by the water, we don't have a ton of mountains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, uncle lives out in Denver, um, and so we go out to visit him over the years. And so, it's, yeah, I love the Rocky Mountains, but it's always the same. I mean, when you look at it, it's beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. But when you come to Lake Michigan, some days it's flat. Some days it's just, you know, waves after waves. And it's always changing. So uh, although the mountains are beautiful, I'd, I'd pick the lake. And yeah. So, but... Yeah, I'm a strong 50-50. 50, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, good. Well, if you want to email us at info at victorypoint.org and share 
with us, whether you're a mountain person or a lake person, feel free. Although I'm guessing since most of our listeners are here in West Michigan, the lake will win. But maybe, <laughs> maybe not. So, all right. So uh, we'll get a chance to get to know Michelle a little bit more as we go through the week. But thank you for that that introduction of yourself. Um, so we're going to jump into, as I said, Matthew 17 through 20. So Michelle's going to read that for us, and then we will talk about it. So take it away, Michelle. All right. The Law of Moses. Don't suppose I came to do away with the law and the prophets. I did not come to do away with them, but to give them their full meaning. Heaven and earth may disappear, but I promise you not even a period or comma will ever disappear from the law. Everything written in it must happen. If you reject even the least important command in the law and teach others to do the same, you will be the least important person in the kingdom of heaven. But if you obey and teach others its commands, you will have an important place in the kingdom. You must obey God's commands better than the Pharisees and the teachers of the law obey them. If you don't, I promise you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So as you read that, Michelle, and prep for this, kind of what jumped out at you? What, what do we learn about God in this passage? Or what does it say about us as humans? What were your takeaways? Um, so one of the things, I looked at multiple dis- different versions. Yeah. And so that was in the CEV that I just read. But I also looked at the message version. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated um, in verse 18, They said, God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and ground at your feet. Long after stars burn out and earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Mm. Um, And so I think for me, it just displayed the confidence that we can have in God. Okay. um, And that this is this longstanding plan, that this isn't something that he just said, oh, yeah, now they need this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's. Always been there and always will be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about that. Um, kind of what I was thinking it goes along with that. Um, it, it, Jesus starts out by saying, um, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come to fulfill them. And so when he says the law and the prophets, he's, he's really talking about all of the Old Testament. You know, the law would be the books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible. And then the prophets are pretty much the rest of the Old Testament. Um, and, you know, it's something that... It, I don't know how many years, you know, multiple centuries that cover the Old Testament. But throughout that time, God has has, um, given us his law and people are trying to live through it um, all in anticipation of Jesus fulfilling that law. So, yeah, you talk about this is a law that's been going on forever and we've had it for long. It's not just boom, here here it is. So, um, and so I I think that's important that Jesus points out that he didn't come to replace the Old Testament. He is the fulfillment of it. So everything about the Old Testament points to who Jesus is. Um, and so I thought that was cool. Uh, what else? Anything else from that, kind of the, what we learned about Jesus here? Yeah, I think we have a tend. I have a tendency. So I'm a social worker. I have yeah. a tendency to live in the gray. Oh, sure. Um, I'm not a black and white person. And so I felt like this you know, is really black and white in the CEV version of like, you must do it and yeah. um, you must obey God's commands. And so um, I think it just goes back to God's intention and his clarity, right? Like yeah. God knows. Um, and I liked that, um, just that reminder of who he is, right? He's the Lord Almighty and he knows and we need to follow that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when you talk about his clarity, something that I think he's trying to be very clear about this. And I think we'll see this as we go throughout the passages is um, Jesus doesn't want us just to fill 
fulfill the letter of the law. He wants us to fulfill the spirit of the law. And he's trying to declare that because he, he says, don't be like the, um, the Pharisees and the, the other religious leaders because they definitely tried to fulfill Moses' law, the 611 laws there were. And it was all about, am I doing the right thing? In many cases, to kind of prop myself up as this holy religious person. Um, and Jesus kind of calls us out for that. Um, so uh, we need to really focus on kind of what Jesus means through the law, not the letter of the law, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and how we're transformed then through Jesus, right? Like I think we yeah. talked about that with Kevin, yeah. right? And how God is transforming us and how do we allow that to help us in engaging the law and yeah. that purpose, yeah. um, which I think is sometimes a different view at it rather than the morality and, right, we need to do this because this is morally good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything um, specific about um, what we le- what we learn about humans or us as people? Anything that jumped out of you? Um, I think I tend to shy away from like them being the law being equal. Okay. Right. That all of these laws are to be um, that there's no hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and I think just in our humanity, right, we can look at it and say, well, this one's more important than that one, or right, the first five are more important yeah, than right. the last. Um, yeah. I don't suffer from that. Or, um, yeah. And so I think that was, right, again, just looking at our humanity and how the law, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to kind of unfold it in the other passage we do this week. I mean, the, uh, I'm getting ahead of us a little bit, but on uh, oh, tomorrow, we're going to talk about murder. Um, and it's like the Bible, so you've heard, you know, don't murder. It's one of our Ten Commandments. But Jesus is going to talk about it's more than just the physical act of murder, you know. And again, I don't want to give too much away for, next, for tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, I think we do. We tend to say, okay, this is a big sin. This is a, you know, murder is big. And so if I just, you know, gossip a little bit. That's not that big of a deal. Um, and, and I think maybe that's kind of what um, you know, also goes along with Jesus is saying, don't be like the Pharisees because they were, you know, they were all about looking good. Um, but I'm sure that on the side, you know, they probably were not um, necessarily living that. One thing that jumped out to me that I, I mean, I've read this before, read, heard this before. And, um, but what kind of hit me for the first time um, is verse 19 it says anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments um, and teaches others to do the same will be called the least of the kingdom of heaven so of, of course if i break the law then that's bad but this is saying but also if i teach others to break the law um and so that just jumped out to me too especially in my role as a teacher you know as a parent um you know there's a lot of li- eyes looking at me and if i'm breaking the law um then people, these people might see it and say, oh, it's okay. And then they might. And so I got to be, we have to be very careful about what we do because we could be teaching others that as well. And that's not good. You know, we'll be, it says you'll be the least in the kingdom of heaven if you do that. So I don't know if that, if that strikes any chords with you. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I have little eyes on me all the time. And um, I'm currently training a lot of staff at work um, and looking at, right, they are looking to me for guidance. They're looking 
like, how do we do this correctly? How do we do this well, right? And just that, yeah, how do we then assist in that? How do we teach in that? How do we approach God's word in that? Um, and that the weight that that carries. Yeah. Right? There's... Hmm. There's passages about, right, those that are teachers or leaders, right, and how much more, right? Yes. Yeah. That weighs on that. Yeah. Um, you know, not that Matt and Kevin are more holier or, you know, righteous than uh, us, but people look to them. And if, you know, Kevin falls or Matt falls in a public way, it's going to be more powerful and probably more negative than if, you know, I do. I mean, because I'm not Matt and I'm not Kevin, you know, and, you know, um, you know, and so, um, yeah, you know, those people who are in that position of leadership, whether it's um, over a church or um, students or our own family, you know, this is a warning or kind of caution. Hey, it's not just about your own sin. It's what you do that might teach others to do. And so you're responsible for that, too. So that was that was just kind of it hit me in a new way. Um so it was good to have that kind of, you know, put back, back in my face. So yeah, 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 good refresher for sure. Yeah. Anything else about um, kind of what we learn about people? I think one of the things. So I have a friend who just loves the Old Testament God, yeah. the just God, and the big, yeah. powerful, right, big acts and raining down bread from heaven. And this this passage just reminds me of how big God is, right? Yeah. And how just he can be. Um, and so I just, again, like that just brings that back to the Trinity and Jesus and his fulfillment and just how great this is yeah. beyond what we can even fathom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, as we kind of wrap up, uh, there, the, our third question is, um, if this is God's word for me today, how will I obey it? obey it? So what takeaways do you have or what challenges might you have for our listeners that in light of um, this passage, what should we be doing? I think the freshness of re-looking at this passage, right? We hear the Matthew 5 very often, like you said at the beginning. And so how are we going to look at this whole week and how do we progress in that as we look at Matthew over um, these coming months. But I think it's important to look at, right, how do we view the law um, and how are we allowing that to transform us? How are we seeking that transformation out? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I put to just, you know, as I observe the law, am I trying to look like a good Christian if I, like the Pharisees did? Um, or am I truly, is it truly trying to live the way Jesus wants me to, uh, the way that pleases him, um, the way that I'll seek and fulfill his mission. Um, uh, as we go through these next couple days, there's going to be some very specific examples of kind of how the Pharisees might be interpreting the law and living it out and how Jesus wants us to. And so just being cognizant of that, um, how, am I, how am I fulfilling the law? Or living out the, is it the way the Pharisees did, kind of to prop myself up, or is it the way Jesus wants me to? So... Well, thank you for joining us today, and um, uh, hopefully you return with us the rest of this week. But uh, as we as we look a little bit more in depth about what Jesus says about the law and how he has come to fulfill the law. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. 
If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.